0: Well, cheers.
1: Cheers, Klein. these we have fruity got fruity, fruity strawberry daiquiris, frozen daiquiris.
0: Oh God, they taste like oh <laughs> tastes like corn syrup. Mm.
1: I'm an ice cruncher, by the way. If my dentist is listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Or if someone knows my dentist, sorry.
0: Sorry, 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 dentist. I thought we would start with like the shittiest.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. Let's work our way up.
0: I just wanted to get it out of the way. Mm.
1: So this episode is the daiquiri.
0: It's the daiquiri, which I knew nothing about.
1: I still don't know much about them. (laughs) Well, actually, I know what we're doing right now. This is what, like, when I think daiquiri, and wow, how appropriate as as far as timing goes, because we're kind of around spring break. Yeah. So somewhere, I feel like spring break lasts for like a month and a half. So maybe there's like spring, some colleges somewhere are having spring break right now, and they're all... Drinking. Maybe not all of them, but there's daiquiris being consumed.
0: Yeah, like the shitty strawberry daiquiri <laughs> yeah. that we are drinking <laughs> what you're, what you're right are now. Drinking right now. I would like to point out the ridiculousness of the glass that oh, you are yeah. drinking out of right now, too.
1: I'm making this like wide turn of my arm. I don't really unnecessary to get to my face. I'm holding my elbow way too high.
0: <laughs> These are like those um, really tacky margarita glasses you got in like 2003. Oh that yeah, that were popular around then. I think that's when I got them. They were a mm. gift, and I had to dust them. I had to, when I pulled them out of the cabinet today, I had to dust them.
1: They look amazing. It feels good in my hand. It's nice and cold. This is a sweet drink.
0: I figured you would like this episode a little bit more than me. I love sugar. Because it's just sweet grossness. Mm, Love sugar. How have you been? I haven't seen you in a while.
1: God, been pretty good. Um, Been working a whole bunch. Spring is happening, like we were just saying. Gosh, I went to Vegas last weekend for a few days. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm back. (laughs)
0: That's all anyone needs about any trip to Vegas.
1: That's right. Uh, I was saying to my buddy in the airport, I was like, "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for these extra six pounds." <laughs> <But I
0: can't. laughs> it's a whole lot of fried food and drinks. Yeah, and all kinds really. Of
1: stuff. I was, it seemed like we passed a lot of really good restaurants, but we, you know, ate a lot of fast food. Um, buddy went to White Castle for the first time. We went there. Oh yeah. He was not impressed. You know, no. I wasn't that impressed the second time.
0: I've never. <laughs> yeah, the first time I went to White Castle, it was like a novelty. Right. Like, and then oh, I was like, oh. cool. I feel awful.
1: Yeah. And I feel like they're there's like those burgers, if you want to call them that, are like little air pockets. It's like they look like they've got something to them, and then they're gone.
0: It's more like carb loading.
1: Right. I guess that's why you would have to get like a sack of them. Or like there's like an op- the option of buying a box. Yeah. it's like a huge box full of burgers.
0: The fact that you're referring to getting your burgers in sack form is what terrifies me.
1: Yeah. A sack of burgers. A no sack of burgers. Ugh. Like,
0: yeah, that's another... That's that's one of those terms I, I'm very concerned about. Food measured in sack form. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just we did go to In n Out Burger. Which okay, I really like that
0: place. See, yeah. I ha- I have heard people who are like super disappointed with it, and some people who like it. What did you like about it?
1: Um, God, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the atmosphere because oh. that place was friggin' packed, and there's nowhere to sit. So we'd like wander around. I think I stood near a, like a table, just kind of looking at him Like that looks delicious. Please get up. <laughs> um, and so. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just my mindset at the time or yeah. what, but that was tasty. I had like a double burger. It was mm. like death. I could feel my body slowing down. Worth it. I'm not sure. I, I think I'm talking myself out of it. I, yeah, it was still good. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been?
0: <laughs> I'm Pretty good. I had uh, some friends come from, from Virginia come down to visit last weekend, and um, United just started offering nonstop flights from Dulles to Asheville, and so oh. they were like, finish work on Friday, hop on a plane at 5.00. They were in Asheville at 6:30, so we had plenty of time to hang out Friday night, Saturday, and yeah, I did like the Asheville touring thing. Like this is over here, and oh. this, look at this over here, and yeah, you and I kind of have a tourist background, you we do. Or, touring background, you more than me, but uh, you know, you get into that mode of like, oh, and over here this happened, and this happened over here, and mm. we're gonna go walk this way and do this. Mm. And uh, while I was doing that, I managed to step off of a curb and like break my elbow. Um, yes, yeah, you do have a
1: pretty. It's fantastic. Noticeable there? bruise there. Yeah.
0: I should not be wearing short sleeves, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So then I started Sunday in urgent care getting an <laughs> X ray. What a weekend! And my friends were like, um... "Well, we went and got brunch first, and then went and got X rays." Just
1: take a tour of urgent care. <laughs> and like, I was this like, the "Urgent care. We're gonna
0: get food first, and then we're gonna go to urgent care." <laughs> Yay. I'm a hostess above all. So well done. Uh, but yeah, you know, when people come to visit, there's always like the eating and drinking your way through mm-hmm. Asheville sort of thing, yeah. and so. Uh, my friend Amber who had visited me maybe five years ago, I said, you know, what do you want to do when you're in town? She's like, I want to go to the bacon place. Where's that place with the incredible bacon? And I was bacon like, place. sunny point. Oh yeah. That is She's the like, bacon place. That, whatever that place is that we had breakfast and it had the most amazing bacon. And I was like, okay, then we're going to go to the bacon place. And so sure enough, we, you know, waited an hour to get in, but, um, we all got up and ordered our three breakfast sandwiches with a side of bacon. So we left there with a sub- box, so, substantial box of bacon. You guys
1: got into Sunny Point. Uh-huh. Well done. It took like an hour. Wow. Good job it, waiting.
0: Yeah, um, it was it actually wasn't that bad. And, hmm. um, but yeah, then we we left with like half a pound of bacon mm. for later. And so later on that night we were like you know what we're going to need is this bacon. <laughs> it was very later it, bacon. It was investing in our future was that bacon. That's smart. But uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and I haven't been able to do much cuz you know I only have one working arm. But, uh, and it's also my dominant arm, yeah, so like oh. brushing my teeth is hard. I forget how much you need two hands to do.
1: Life is changing. Life is
0: very difficult. Oh. Like opening a jar of something, I was like, well, oh. I guess I'm not going to use any jars for the next week. Oh, no. <laughs> Put that back on a shelf. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's good. Everything's good. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. Ah. Springtime.
1: So I have to admit, I am completely unprepared for this. Fantastic. Uh, I am really excited about daiquiris, but I'm... Um, I might have to see what you've got and ask you questions, or just kind of go with the flow here and see what's happening, because I have nothing in front of me, except for the daiquiri, which I guess is the the important thing, the actual beverage. I'm guessing there's going to be more than one type of daiquiri we're going to learn about today.
0: We are going to learn quite a bit about daiquiris. I will happily give you some notes, because um, it's really fascinating. I learned way more than I thought I was going to. That's been kind of the pattern, hasn't it,
1: with these these drinks? I am...
0: Like, I like to think I know a lot of stuff, but then I, I, you know, five minutes of research and suddenly I'm like, I know nothing. Who knew any of this (laughs) stuff? Wow. Which is pretty cool. All right. What, What is a daiquiri?
1: What is a daiquiri?
0: Well, a real daiquiri, not the sugary-based shit that I think we all know is mm-hmm. a daiquiri. That's not a daiquiri. Oh. A daiquiri really is just three ingredients, and it's rum, simple syrup, and lime juice. That's it.
1: Another easy-to-make drink.
0: Another super easy-to-make fresh drink. Mm. I was actually in a great little bar in Asheville, like one of the great little cocktail bars, last weekend, and was talking to the bartender and said, you know, what's your favorite drink that people wouldn't suspect or people wouldn't, wouldn't order? And she was like, oh, a daiquiri. And I said, really? She said, yeah, people, it's, it is a much maligned drink. People have a really bad impression of what a daiquiri is. But a fresh, true daiquiri is really, really refreshing and, and, and simple and uh, great on a hot day. So,
1: Which is actually outside the perfect day for this. It
0: is, it is a solid, beautiful day here for um, the daiquiri. So yeah, rum, simple syrup, and lime juice. Um, rum, and also rum is a really cheap liquor. It is. Like even good rum mm-hmm. is still cheap, Because yeah. it's made out of sugar, so mm. it's not an <laughs> mm. sugar. So it's not a expensive um, liquor to make. So it's molasses or sugar cane, um, and then you'll see you can see them aged too. They can age them in oak barrels, and sometimes they have those barrels because um, the bourbon makers can only use their barrels once. Rum makers right. will get those barrels from them, or they'll have their own.
1: So where, where does the name Daiquiri come from?
0: It it was invented in the town of Daiquiri in Cuba, and it was invented during the Spanish American War, which is another really interesting, complicated thing that most people don't know about is the Spanish American War. Uh, If you ever have a chance to go back and learn about it, it's pretty fascinating, especially in regards to journalism and how that changed. But anyway, um, there was a guy named Jennings Jennings Cox, which is, I'm not going to touch that name.
1: Jennings Cox Jennings Cox Thank you Jennings Cox. He
0: was an American mining engineer and uh, he supposedly created the drink to help protect his workers from yellow fever um, with both the lime and the, and the rum were thought to be protective lime yeah. mm-hmm. being um, scurvy but not necessarily helpful with yellow fever but there, some of the other guys who were there were like no that's not the reason that Cox invented the drink. It's they were they were making cocktails and having a good time yeah. and they ran out of um, vermouth. And and gin.
1: Fighting yellow fever sounds like so much fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should, we, we should God fight goes. yellow fever more often. So, yeah, the, the story is either he was, they were at a party and they ran out of gin. And so he just started throwing rum into stuff. Um, but then he later said it was to fight yellow fever, which I believe is actually the truth. Yeah. Um, but there was a U.S. Navy medical officer who brought the recipe from Cuba back to D.C. in 1908 to the um, Army and Navy club which is still there. It's in Farragut Square, and it's this beautiful building, and, like, all three of its buildings have had U.S. presidents open them for them. It's, like, five-star Uber-exclusive club, um, gentlemen's club in D.C. that is only available to um, military officers. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I stalked them online just because I wanted to see what their website looked like and their rooms and stuff. It's very military So, it comes to the U.S. in 1908, and everyone kind of goes apeshit for it. They're like, this is amazing. This is the greatest drink. And so, it it gains popularity very quickly, like to the point where F. Scott Fitzgerald mentioned it in um, The Side of Paradise. when That was 1920. 1920, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of where the original drink came from. So, it's only been around for a little more than 100 years, but has – oh, I was trying to remember – Jennings Jennings Cox had another name for the drink. He was gonna call it something that was, uh, it's gonna bother me. I can't remember what it was. But somebody else was like, "Why don't you just name it after where we are?" <laughs> and he was that, like, "That would be easy." He's like, "Okay." So um, this is, I think, the part that I thought was most interesting when I was like looking up Daiquiri mm. stuff was why did rum experience a rash of popularity from the '40s to the '60s? Like, why did suddenly we have this like that's There's tiki drinks and Daiquiris and like pina colada like all these rum based drinks that became very popular around the at the same t- time yeah right around the mm-hmm. same time like why did that happen and one of the things i was kind of came into was ow don't bend your arm spooner was the good neighbor policy that uh fdr had that franklin delano roosevelt created so like in the early 20th century presidency of teddy roosevelt he had the roosevelt corollary and that was basically his policy of speak softly and carry big stick but on steroids. And it basically was like, hey, Latin America, we're going to do whatever the hell we want to do and protect business interests, protect mining interests, whatever else we're going to do. And we're going to use our, our, our military to do it. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. So like we will manipulate your country and your government to comply with whatever we feel like having. And so it was really damaging to... Latin American countries, because they just didn't trust the America, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, and so, like, Latin Americans didn't like Americans, Americans didn't like Latin Americans, because we had really negative um, stereotypes about them, that they're lazy, and that they steal stuff, that they're not to be trusted, all the stuff that we, like, probably, those stereotypes still exist today. Yeah, I'm
1: glad a lot's changed since then. Yeah, a
0: whole lot's changed since mm-hmm. then. And so, like, in FDR comes into office... And immediately, one of the very first things he does is he implements the good neighbor policy. And basically, he's like, hey, Latin America, you do your thing. As long as it's not, like, horrible, we're going to stay out of it.
1: Yeah. Sorry like, about it earlier. We're not that bad.
0: Yeah. Like, sorry about my cousin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ignore him.
0: <laughs> sorry about my fifth cousin. I think it was fifth cousin. And so, yeah, FDR basically changes the entirety of the Latin American policy. And it's just like, hey... Cuba, we're really sorry about the Platt Amendment that we had done. Like, sorry that uh, we had made you sign over on these seven pledges of the Platt Amendment. And so, and they really fucked over Cuba. Like, what's what happened in Cuba in the 20th century is entirely the fault of America. Um, so he got rid of parts of the Platt Amendment. And then one of the big reasons he was doing it was like, hey, let's have unity on, on our our hemisphere. Like, um, hopefully try to keep out the Soviet Union from from or Russia Oh, Soviet Union at that point. Soviet Union for, from um, getting influence in Latin America and like World War II was coming, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was thinking behind it. And so actually this was really cool. Is like, So he creates the Office of the Coordinator of Inter-American Fa- Affairs, OCIAA, and it's headed by Nelson Rockefeller, who's like 35 at the time. Rockefeller goes on to be like, like governor of New York and he was vice president under Gerald Ford. So he's like pretty, this is like... He, this is one of the starts of his his political career. So, but he's yeah he's like in his early 30s when he takes over this job and the job was basically to redefine the way that U.S saw Latin Americans. I mean like you think they're lazy and stupid they're not they're culturally wonderful. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they did was have a movie division and they basically pressured Hollywood into casting uh, Latin American actors and portraying them positively uh-huh. and like oh. all, yeah and so like that's where Carmen Miranda oh, yeah. came from. And so all these movies that came out 30s and 40s that are all like going down to Copacabana and like um, Brazil, you mm-hmm. know, how, how wonderful all this stuff is Brazil and all this stuff. That was entirely like government pressuring us to have propaganda to start being nicer. to Positive ha- propaganda. Uh-huh, it was positive propaganda. Um, and it was was going gangbusters until Pearl Harbor. And then Pearl Harbor kind of took that out of the way. Like Orson Welles actually was down in brazil working on a documentary on like these fishermen when his second movie was being edited like he had shot it already and he didn't edit his second movie oh. because he was down working on a documentary on brazilian fishermen on behalf of the ocia what uh-huh so <laughs> isn't that crazy um so but then like world war ii starts and all of like your french liquors and French wines and things like that. There's, there's all kinds of rationing that's happening. And so with the good neighbor policy, we didn't have the same tariffs on rum that were coming in. So rum was a lot cheaper than a lot of the other imported liquors. So rum became popular that way, too. Well, dang. Right? So, like, this whole idea of the rum drinks and stuff really came out of Franklin Delano Roosevelt.
1: Thank you, FDR. One From, of the many things thank you for. <laughs> yes,
0: many of the many things. I'm trying to think of, like, if I've ever had a real daiquiri.
1: I'm, I was thinking of that, too. Um, again, what we're drinking right now and looking at, that is what comes to mind when I think of daiquiris. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really sweet, frozen. Um, and I don't, like, what you described as the real daiquiri, I don't know if I've had that before. I get... Nothing comes to mind.
0: Yeah. It's the only thing I've ever seen... Like, when I think of a daiquiri, I think of, like, that frozen juice machine behind the bar that's, like, <laughs> swirling.
1: Colorful. Cup, very colorful.
0: Yeah. And then you, you see them just, like, open a tap, <laughs> and you're like, right. how old is that tap? Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that headache. Yeah, no. Yeah, and the chopped up ice kind of feeling. Like, this is not what a daiquiri is supposed to be. Like, it's almost supposed to be more like a martini. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to move on to that in a minute.
1: Yeah. How did, um, now I've got to wonder, like, when did this daiquiri come about? Like, when, when did, like, the frozen daiquiris come, come into play? Like, as a popular item.
0: Great question. So that actually came from the guy who is considered to be, like, the father of the daiquiri. This is a guy whose name I'm going to pronounce probably wrong. It's Constante Ribba... La <laughs> you want to try that one? Yeah. Uh, Vert. Uh, he, he was also known as the Constante Grande, is what they all called him. Oh. Um, and he is considered one of the best bartenders of the 20th century, uh, if not ever. He, he was this phenomenal bartender who was born in Barcelona in 1888, and his family moved to Havana in 1900. And his dad was a bartender. And his dad was the bartender at the Pina de Plata, And from there, Constante started bartending with his dad. And so that's like, he learned it at a very young age. Um, And they changed the name of that bar to the La Florita to cater to the Americans who were coming over.
1: The La Florida.
0: Yeah. And uh, they ended up calling it the Florita because it was the Little Florida. But he created four different daiquiri recipes, and they were never named. They were just daiquiri number one, daiquiri number two, daiquiri number three, and daiquiri number four. And so the daiquiri number one is that original daiquiri. That's like the lime juice, mm-hmm. the simple syrup, and the rum. And the daiquiri number two, we're gonna try. That has orange juice in it. Um, and that's probably the least popular of all four of them. Is the number two because it's like, man, eh, it doesn't really, doesn't really change it up too, too much. And the third one is the Hemingway daiquiri. That's the one that Ernest Hemingway made famous. Um, Hemingway's daiquiri has maraschino liqueur in it and doesn't have simple syrup because Hemingway didn't like them sweet. Mm. So his response was always to say double the rum and none of the sugar. That's how he liked his, um, (laughs) his daiquiris. He, he might've had some problems, but the daiquiri number four is the florita daiquiri, which is basically the very first frozen daiquiri. So like the very first Uh time we had like that chopped up ice in daiquiri form was the florita was number four. Okay. Yeah. Which is. Kind of interesting, but also, you know, still don't understand why it became the sugary sweetness. I like couldn't find anything about like, okay, but why is this drink terrible? Yeah.
1: Same here. I was like, where where does this come from? And I like that it's Daiquiri number one, number two, number three, and number four.
0: He's very original.
1: Mm -hmm. This one's (laughs) different. Let's call it number two. Yeah. Came up with another one.
0: Yeah, number three. And what's crazy is he didn't drink. Oh. He was considered like, yeah, one of the best bartenders of the 20th century and he did not drink. Um, and he actually owned the bar. He bought it outright after, after being a successful bartender for a while, ended up owning it. And, um, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to go to Cuba, like just to,
1: just to, just to be there, just to go and see it.
0: It's not far.
1: It's really not far at all.
0: It's like, uh, the first time I went to Puerto Rico, I was like, this place is amazing. And it's a two hour flight Mm -hmm. and there's no, um, customs, there's no, uh, currency exchange you like it's like like, oh yeah
1: this is really easy to get to super easy Easy, to get to to navigate i went there for a wedding like 11 12 years ago and it was yeah it was really great to get around like i felt like on one end it was like a desert on the other it was like a rainforest it was like there's so much to do here and so much to see and i went um snorkeling with a barracuda that was a lot of fun whoa yeah i don't think i mean of course i didn't know it was a barracuda i was like i was with some friends and we're snorkeling and just having a good time in the water and there was this thing just kind of floating there and I was like, what's that? Like like an idiot. I just went up and I was like, oh, that's, that's a fish with big teeth. And I remember thinking, that's got to be a barracuda. It was really long and just floating there. And I remember thinking, I th- I think I got behind a friend and kind of like did the horrible friend thing where I'm like, I'm just going to go around behind you. <laughs> the water was just deep enough to kind of walk in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, got around it. We were fine. But I, I remember that late like, that night, being like, "That was a barracuda, right?" Like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh shit!
0: Just accidentally swam up on a Just barracuda. Like, yeah, there it
1: is. And I think it was. It was even looking at us, like, "What the hell?" It's like these monkeys are in here, like trying to swim with these face things on. And It probably felt bad for us. Like, I'm not gonna bite these guys. They're idiots. They're probably sick. The way that one's behaving. <laughs>
0: <but>. <laughs> the sick and weak ones. Yeah,
1: not, not not gonna touch that.
0: I only like them fresh. Yeah, I I did a week in Puerto Rico maybe five or six years ago, and yeah, I like I was in rainforest at one point. Like the northern shore, of Puerto Rico is really rocky and like windy, and so there's all these like kite surfers out there and rocks that try to murder you. And so I was mm-hmm. like, I'm good, just standing over yeah. here. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It was it was a really cool place to go, and everyone should go visit Puerto Rico and support their economy.
1: Absolutely, that's a that's a big thing for sure. Also,
0: if you can visit Cuba, let us know. Yeah, what's that like? If let you, know, if you go to Cuba, let us know because I want to yeah. know more about it. All right, I think I think it's time to to try an original daiquiri. All right, number two. So let's go.
1: I should, technically, it'd be daiquiri number
0: one. I said technically, daiquiri get, number we, we gotta,
1: two. We got we to fix that. Da- technically, technically, daiquiri number one.
0: <laughs> is daiquiri number two. Yeah. Oh or is gosh. daiquiri number two now? Uh, anyway, we're going to make it. Let's do it. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. So, this is the... Daiquiri number 1. This is the original OG Daiquiri. The OG
1: Daiquiri. Okay.
0: And this is just simple syrup, lime, rum, shaken over ice, and then served chilled. Chilled. No ice in it. No ice in it at all. Cheers.
1: Same cool glasses. That is refreshing.
0: That, yeah. Not at all like a frozen one.
1: No. Way different. Uh Uh-huh. Not as much sugar.
0: Just not, well, I mean, it's sweet, but it's not like make your teeth fuzzy sweet. Mm Mm-hmm
1: right mm, my teeth feel they or they do feel better
0: Oof. yeah see like that's a that's a cocktail that i can see drinking on a hot day that mm-hmm. again i'm not a huge on a sweet sweets thing but like yeah this is when you you drink but like it doesn't have to be the shitty bacardi not sorry bacardi but like shitty like mix <laughs> like a shitty mm-hmm. shitty drink mix that you have gives that you a little drink? tube
1: you find in the frozen food section yeah that's exactly where i found it yeah and just put it with ice in a blender Uh uh-huh off you go and i was
0: like don't judge me register person for buying this really shitty
1: (laughs) it's a beautiful (laughs) day out (laughs) give me a break
0: (laughs) i just want some frozen daiquiris
1: i just want to live my life
0: yeah so that's kind of where the daiquiri came from was perfected in havana and uh created in in southern cuba um brought to the united states in 1908
1: and named after the town of daiquiri
0: Named after the town of Dakar. So it, it's a kind of a simple history, um, but like why it became the sugary sweetness that is the bane of like every spring break party or like divorced mother, I'm not sure. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah, see, we're getting to the point now where, I'm, where I've, I've already gone to like, who, who does drink this? Like, yeah. who should drink this?
0: Well, and I think well that
1: one, not we, the one we're drinking right now, but yeah. the old, like the colorful frozen daiquiri
0: well and that's what i think we're gonna have to make a very clear distinction when we we get to last call like
1: these are very different drinks
0: very different drinks and so when we're talking about a daiquiri are we talking about like the frozen shittiness of a daiquiri or are we talking about like the real one because the real one i think a lot of people could be drinking that one but Mm -hmm. like the frozen one i'm like girl we need to have a talk yeah or are you 18 years old
1: even though you know what, i love sugar and it was going down way too easily I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like my dopamine. I was like, oh, sugar, 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 sugar. Like we have to switch this off. Like oh my gosh,
0: it's just starting to sit on a shelf mm-hmm. in your stomach. Yep, yeah.
1: It just made it made its way to the stomach and it's hanging out there.
0: Uh, as somebody who is mildly hypoglycemic, it's always a great idea for me to just drink big sugar bottles. Oh yay! It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about the time I passed out in the middle of a show?
1: No, please <laughs> tell me about that. Let's share.
0: So, it was like the worst show to ever pass out in because it was a gillian welch and david Rawlings show so like depression style bluegrass oh no so i had uh I, I was attempting to be a vegetarian why i don't know uh i'd only made it about two weeks and mm-hmm. i had gone out to eat with some friends and we'd just eaten like carbs like it wasn't any no protein no nutritional value nothing uh, and then we went to the show at the Orange Peel in downtown Asheville. Mm-hmm. Standing room only, crowded, crowded,
1: packed show, yeah, packed
0: show. And when it's packed, there is very little oxygen in that room. Like, it's a problem with crowds. And I was could, that
1: big ass fan there.
0: Big ass fan was not yet Wasn't there. I don't think. Yet? I don't okay. think it was there yet. Um, and I was standing there, and I could suddenly feel like my blood sugar just drop. And I was getting lightheaded, and this
1: is some depressing bluegrass.
0: Yeah, and it was only a three songs in. Like, oh the show has just started, and I've had exactly one beer, <laughs> and so I'm I'm getting lightheaded, and I'm starting to like sway a little bit, and I'm I can't talk, like I'm having problems talking. I oh, no. could feel it all coming, but didn't know what to do. And I was with my friend Catherine, and all I could do was grab her shoulder and say, "I'm having a reaction." That's the only th- I don't know why that was the sentence I chose, but she thought I said, he has great crowd reaction because he had just played a good, sweet, acoustic guitar solo. <laughs> and she just goes, yeah, and then kept, keeps looking. And I just crumbled in on myself. I just went straight down to the floor oh, no. because it was packed house. Like there was no place yeah. for me to fall. Yeah. And so I came to as I was being carried off to the side to the bar. Oh. And the only thing I could think to say was, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. Which everyone assumes that means you are drunk. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Catherine was like, no, really, she's had one beer. Like, we are, she's not drunk at all. And so they got me, sat, they sat me on a bar stool. And this woman comes running up to me and she says, I'm a nurse. Are you diabetic? And I said, hypoglycemic, because I could barely get the word out. And she goes, get this woman juice. (laughs) And so I passed out again on the bar, just sitting there. Oh, shit. And yeah. And then they came out with like two Nantucket nectars from behind like the, the yes. green room or something. And she took two of them and poured them in a cup. And I had two sips and I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I passed out. That sucks. You guys are and wonderful. And we're back. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, that's the biggest <laughs> switch I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was seriously a 15 second switch. Um, I was like, I have a terrible headache, man. Can I buy you a round? Thanks so much for taking care of me. And she was like, yeah, you really weren't drunk. You were just yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Seriously. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, And so I ended up buying the nurse or her friends a, a round of drinks as a thank you. And, um, I was talking to the, the orange peel afterwards. I was like, you guys don't have juice. Why do you have juice? And they said, oh, we stole it from Gillian Welch's private stash. And I was like, oh, my God, don't get in trouble. Yeah, whoops. And so this was back when MySpace was still around. And I found Gillian Welch on MySpace, and I sent her a message. I said, hey, I was at the Asheville show, and I'm hypoglycemic, and I passed out at the show, and they stole some of your juice to give me so I could not die. And uh, I hope you hope that's okay. I hope you, know, you didn't get mad about it or anything. And she wrote me back, and she was like, Dude, I used to pass out at dead shows all the time. Not for that reason, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And it was
0: a nice little note. But, yeah, it was um, – I think that was the last time I, I passed out from drinking or, you know, having too many starchy sugars and, and stuff like that. But, you know, daiquiris are fun, though. <laughs>
1: daiquiris are a lot of fun, yeah. Hopefully,
0: hopefully I don't pass out at a Gillian Welch, show again, because no. of a daiquiri. It was embarrassing.
1: No. You've got a good reason to pass out. I mean, gosh.
0: <laughs> you know, maybe just eat some protein. Hey, if you're listening to this, uh, this is a reminder to eat protein. Don't mm-hmm. don't just fill yourself up on Pro carbs. Pro tip, there you go. Pro tip, protein. <laughs> yeah, this this goes down fast though.
1: It does. That's yummy.
0: Yeah. So lime mm-hmm. juice. We talked about limes. We talked about limes mm-hmm. in the, the gin and tonic episode. If you don't remember that one, go listen to it, and you'll discover that what we know as limes are not real. Yeah. Everything's a lie. That's right. That's a. They are a cultivation, cultivar of lemons and key limes. Oh my gosh. Blow your damn mind. What the heck? And simple syrup. We talked about. Mm-hmm. Last week, or the old-fashioned episode, I think mm-hmm. we talked about simple syrup, which is one to one sugar and water, so very simple drink.
1: Again, very very simple.
0: Very um, refreshing. You can play with it at home. Yeah. Yeah. So the next daiquiri that we're gonna try is the daiquiri number two, which is sim- very similar to the the, um, the classic, but it has orange juice in it. So I'm gonna I'll actually go through that that oh, recipe yeah. with you, so <laughs> you, can, you can see. But it is the daiquiri is technically a sour which like you have the whiskey sours mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, it does technically fall under that category. It could be a rum sour is oh. what you could call it. It's it's pretty much the exact same ingredients as like a whiskey sour. Like you look at a whiskey sour whiskey, lemon juice, sugar, and ice. And a daiquiri is just basically a whiskey sour with rum. All right. Which feels like it should just be rebranded.
1: Let's try it. Number two.
0: All right. Here we go. Number two is actually daiquiri number two now. So we've actually caught up. So yeah. No, wait, daiquiri number three now is daiquiri number two. I can't do daiquiri wow, math. this is crazy. This is like toilet paper math. You're like, you don't need to go to the grocery <laughs> wait, store, and uh, it's like eight rolls equals 24, and you're like, that's not math. <laughs>
1: that's so true. I we've spent a lot of time in that aisle like, wait a sec. Wait a second. Am I being tricked? How much is this?
0: 16 rolls equals 947. And you're like, wait, what? what? How is that? Divide by four? I don't understand. Toilet paper math. Daiquiri math. Hold, please. And we're back. We're back.
1: So this is daiquiri number three?
0: This is daiquiri, technically daiquiri number, well, that's our third daiquiri, it's, but it's daiquiri, uh, daiquiri number two. The title two. of it is daiquiri
1: the, number two.
0: Yeah, it's very confusing when you were trying to drink daiquiris that are numbered, uh, not in the numerical order. Right. I regret our poor planning on this one. No, this but is I, great. I thought we should start with the shittiest daiquiri which first. Which we
1: did, which was yeah. that frozen strawberry daiquiri.
0: Yeah, and so now you've seen two daiquiris. They're served basically like martinis. They're not served like... Uh, That's really the, exciting. The frozen yeah. jet. So, daiquiri number two has orange juice, like a splash of orange juice in it, and triple sec, um, to give it a little bit more of an orangey flavor, in addition to the rum. So it's uh, the similar base to daiquiri mm. number one, um, but you know, now with orange juice. Oh, cheers! Cheers! Ding! Ding! Yeah. So it's like a splash of orange juice, an even tinier splash of triple sack for for the orange flavor. And then rum. Orangey. It's, it's orangey. I actually like one better, I think.
1: I like one better, yeah. One is, I hate to use this word, but simple.
0: It's I, simpler. That's the thing that surprised me about all the drinks that we've done so far is, in my mind, they come across as being very uh, complicated or kind of intimidating, and then mm-hmm. when you get into it, you're like, oh, no, I actually have all the stuff to make that already. Wow. Like, yeah, I have a thing of lime juice in my refrigerator. That's good. Mm-hmm. Simple syrup. Simple.
1: Simple. Very simple.
0: Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah.
1: I like these two. I like uh, number one and number two. Um, Not the frozen one as much, but number one, the OG daiquiri. I like that one still.
0: OG OG daiquiri. Uh, I think it does change my mind about like maybe being in a craft cocktail bar, maybe ordering a daiquiri at some point. Like if it's a hot day, because most of the cocktails I feel like I like are cold, like winter winter cocktails, Mm or I think of them as being winter cocktails. Like... Gin and tonic, I have that as, like, a transitional cocktail. Like, that's, like, mm, your spring, yeah. early fall, maybe, okay, summer. I, but, like, most of my bourbons and stuff like that are winter drinks.
1: Mm-hmm. A brown liquor. Brown Another
0: liquor time. Brown liquor is winter drinks. And so, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of tequila. It tastes like bad decisions.
1: Gosh, bad, bad memories and bad decisions.
0: Bad, bad decisions. Sorry
1: folks that like tequila out there.
0: When we get to the tequila episodes, we'll warn you.
1: Ugh. Oof. Oof. So, random question. Sure. Did you watch Final Four? Oh, my gosh. Hey, for those folks out there that hate sports, give us about, about five or six minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to talk sports real fast. Okay. That UVA-Auburn game.
1: Shit. What about that?
0: So, there was, like, the last 15 seconds of that game were just insane. Like, when he, like, dropped the ball and then picked it up, and it was kind of very clearly a travel. Right. Um... But at the same time, like the other, the, the Auburn player had grabbed his jersey right before that, so and that wasn't called. So it was like two fouls.
1: Kind of letting him play, like yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Um, and the the foul that was called on that three pointer, oh, it was. Gosh. I mean, it was a foul. It was a mm-hmm. foul. Sure. But um, and then guy hitting those three free free throws with what point six seconds left. Cold as ice. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. That. Whew. This is like, well, I was gonna say this is kind of how Virginia's season's playing out because. So I was in Vegas last weekend, and really the biggest thing for me was being in Vegas for the tournament. Yeah. So I got to, like, watch games and bet on games. By the way, I'm not a big gambler, so it was, like, 20 bucks here, 50 bucks there. And even then I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And, of course, people online are betting, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and I'm the one that's like, oh, not my $20, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, watching the Purdue game and how they lost to Virginia was, like, unfucking believable Yeah. And I'd parlayed a couple games into this one, so everything had gone my way. And then I'm watching at this casino as it's, like – Okay, Purdue – oh, I, I bet for them to cover. And, okay. the, and Purdue was a dog by four and a half points. Okay. They lost by five. Uh-huh. So watching them, I'm thinking, like, what are the possibilities of this, this happening, that happening, which is kind of the fun of sports, too. We're like, oh, my God. It, a lot has to happen for them to lose by five, and they fucking did. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, no! no! <laughs> my $20! <laughs> that was my lunch
0: money! Yeah,
1: no! But just, yeah, it's, it's – you know, they call it March Madness for a reason. Cause it's fucking insane. Yeah.
0: And, and I always love that that, you know, only like one tenth of the brackets still have like the two final teams in it and or whatever else it is. And like, I mean, I, you know, I have, I think, seven different brackets going and we're in a
1: pool together. We're
0: in a pool together. I'm pretty sure I'm losing at this point because I think like I had Duke
1: bottom five. Yeah, like fucking it's a wreck.
0: It's a it's it's not a pretty no. not a pretty view. Yeah, and we put money on for that every year, and it's fun. My, my company, you know, I, was, I think I was talking about how my office has a, a pool. Mm-hmm. I'm not winning that one again. <laughs> Sheesh. And then third, and, and I had UVA winning. So, like, I still, I can still pull this oh, one off. Shit. Yeah. So, I had UVA going, but, of course, I had UVA winning last year, and they went out.
1: Yeah, they were to, out in the first round. First team to lose to, un- his, first number one to lose to a 16.
0: Do you know who they lost to?
1: I forget. It's a U UMC, what, who is it?
0: University of Maryland, Baltimore. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. UMB, University of Maryland, Baltimore. Oh. So not even like regular Maryland. The Baltimore, wow. Maryland. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a terrifying Maryland. That's, um, that, yeah, got them. But yeah, they lost to University of Maryland. So they went out, first overall seed last year, went out first number one ever to be lost, to lose to a 16 seed. And now they're, they were number one overall this year too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now it's...
1: God, yeah, they are... And the thing is, they're not like crushing teams; but they're just wearing them out. Yeah. Like, and sure, they got some calls that are to their advantage, but wow.
0: Their defense is well, again amazing.
1: that that Purdue game. It's yeah. like how'd that dude like? They lost the ball to the half court, and then like pass it in, shoot it, goes in to overtime. Like, it's amazing that was how they're insane. just yeah, they're just winning their games, not by a lot, but it's happening.
0: Yeah, and it is interesting to see teams that like Texas Tech is super Texas defense, Tech. super defensive organized, like focused. I mean, Texas Tech did win the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not.
1: Not like out of nowhere, yeah. Texas Tech. It's no, a,
0: it's not Wichita State. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> Shockers, go Shockers, go Shockers. Oh boy. Yeah, um, I'm.
0: I'm. I'm gonna enjoy watching it. We've watched the tournament games mm-hmm. a lot before. Oh yeah, together. Um, I, I'll be interested, but I think it is gonna be a defensive, defensive scrappy, scrappiness kind of game. I'm gonna
1: predict the final score will be 49 <laughs> to 45. Oh my god, <laughs> Virginia,
0: Virginia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm think I was I was gonna say like sixty-two to fifty-eight, Virginia. It's gonna be close. And in yeah. um, I don't I don't know man, but Texas Tech has beaten they've they've been a giant killer. I am just so happy that neither blue team made it to the final four. That uh, no, shout out to go toast that real quick. No blue teams. Ah right. oh, yeah. And by blue teams we mean Duke and UNC.
1: And by the way, um, Virginia has three losses on the season. Um, one of them is to Florida State.
0: Whoop de doo mm-hmm.
1: yay. In the uh, ACC tournament. Yeah. Um, but
0: it's interesting that both teams have never been to a championship. This that's is,
1: pretty cool. This
0: is the first time since, I think, Florida won in 05 that uh, we're going to have a, a winner that is has never, never been to a championship. Wow.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: So, yeah. And, I, you know, Virginia, uh, I have a lot, a lot of friends who went to mm-hmm. UVA. It's um, a little difficult for me to cheer for UVA just because they're UVA. But... Uh, I, I can do it. I will do it for my friends. My, mm-hmm. my uncle worked, my great uncle worked at UVA for like oh, 40 years. There's a connection. There's a building named after him, apparently.
1: That's okay. That's a good enough reason.
0: So yeah, I guess I can reluctantly cheer for Well, Do
1: you have any connection to Texas Tech?
0: No, I have no mm, no none. familial connections to Texas Tech. So I don't either, actually. Yeah, so okay. that's usually, I've settled it. I don't I'm think sure. I've
1: ever been near Lubbock.
0: I haven't, yeah, I've never been to Lubbock. I've been to Texas several times. Never Lubbock.
1: Yeah, same here. Hmm. I can't even tell you where it is on the map. On, honestly. No,
0: why huh. would you?
1: Why would I? Yeah.
0: Texas, huh. but yeah, that's. i would be interested to see. But then we, we kind of go into the sports lull.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like after the after the Final Four, I'm, I kind of go into a sports lull. Are you
1: ba- are you a fan of baseball at all?
0: I am, but I get more into baseball after the All Star break. Sure. The yeah. The long, long season, it's holy too long shit. For me
1: we don't live in one of the big cities where there's a baseball, like a Major League Baseball team. Now, we do have the tourists which is kind of fun. Yeah. I love going to our local baseball team.
0: Our, ba- our local baseball team is called the Asheville Tourists. The
1: Asheville tourists
0: And they were named that because they were one of the very first teams to travel around to play other teams. So they were a touring team. Mm-hmm. They're Good one of the, of the oldest minor league baseball teams.
1: Mm, big time, yeah.
0: And uh, so that's why they are called the tourists. And it's, they-
1: it's a cool little stadium. It's like, it's, per- it's perfect because it's yeah. tiny. It's fun.
0: It's like seven bucks to go to a game. Yeah. It's the same price as going to a movie. There you go. And you can walk from a bunch of breweries over to the baseball stadium. And the um, mascot is Mr. Moon. And it, mm-hmm. is a, it is a man who has a giant moon for a head. And it was because they were briefly known as the Moonshiners. And he was the mascot <laughs> from the Moonshiners. And then they were like, this might not be great branding. and so I they
1: tied that back in. Mr. Moon. Yeah. They, like, oh. So they
0: changed the name, but they kept the mascot. So our mascot is a moon.
1: Yeah, a big moon yeah. head. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and we well, I guess we have Teddy tourist. We do have Teddy but tourist. We have a bear, but yeah. we still. Mr. Moon is legit a man with a moon head, and it's from when we were the Moonshiners. True oh, story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, we don't have a major league baseball, so like that's not a thing. Like NBA, I'm not really a big NBA fan.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's. I, I I enjoy baseball, but uh, yeah, it's such a long ass season. Yeah. Anyway. So, the Daiquiri. I <laughs> we're going to come right back. All you folks that don't like sports, come back to us. We're, hey, we're here. Hey, that we're concludes here for
0: the sports beat.
1: The sports beat. And <laughs> we're done with that for now.
0: So, uh, yeah, we've changed the channel back to talking about rum. Like, what when you think about rum, what do you think about? Like, what are the... Like, do you think... Sugar. You think sugar, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I love sugar, again. Yeah. But, yeah, sugar, sugar cane, cane juice, that kind of stuff. I, or I, just, like... Again, like you were saying, bourbon is kind of like the winter drink. Yeah. Like brown liquor. I think of rum, I think of tropical. Warmth. Yeah.
0: Outside. Outside. Suntan lotion. <gasps>
1: Suntan lotion.
0: The beach. Yeah. Yeah, it very much, it might be one of the only liquors I can think of that has such a spe- specificity about where I think about it being drunk. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't... So not Alaska. Yeah. If it's If it's January and it's gross and cold and I am in like... Pennsylvania. It's
1: not daiquiri time. It's
0: not rum season. It's not (laughs) what I'm thinking about. Like maybe if it was like spiced rum and cider. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I don't Mm -hmm. think about that being rum. I think rum being like aged rum or white rum. And those I think of involving, I don't know, like flowers and sunblock and sand. Mm -hmm. Like floating in things. Right. Like floating with a beverage, that beverage has rum in it. Like if you're floating... It's you're either if
1: you're, you're in, a, in a tube. If you're
0: in a tube, if you're in the pool. It's a beer or something that has rum in it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true,
0: actually. Or, yeah, like think about it, like I want you to imagine yourself in an inner tube.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I was doing right now. Yep,
0: yeah. And it's hot and you are you are you have no worries.
1: That's right. You're at that resort, all expenses paid. There's kids screaming, Oh wait, this is I'm thinking of no. something else. Yeah, um, no okay. So water. <laughs> better
0: better better fantasy west better <laughs> Okay, sorry,
1: let's come back a little bit. Uh <laughs> You're on a cruise ship. You're yep. talking to the stranger from Ohio. Oh, my God. There's a water slide. Someone's hitting golf balls into the ocean. I'm thinking rum
0: drink. Yeah. You, you got terribly sunburned day one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And you're just miserable.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, everything hurts. Yeah. You've eaten yep. way too much seafood. Yep. Trapped on a boat yep. with a bunch of strangers. Rum. Let's have some rum. <laughs> There, there
0: it is. Well, that actually goes well into our question of who should who should drink a daiquiri. I
1: think I just answered that. I think
0: I think you might have just answered that question. Um, but I think it also depends on what you're what you're wanting from your daiquiri. Have you ever been on a cruise before? No, I'm terrified of cruises. I haven't done that either. I, I don't have a desire to do it. I have it. zero desire to ever be on a cruise ship. My
1: God, I'm so sorry if you're about to listen to this, but I was gifted a cruise once. Okay. And I think I just let it expire. I, I think at someone I was like, "That's neat," and the idea was okay, but then I thought being trapped on again being trapped on a boat with a bunch of strangers. I just don't find that appealing i could be wrong i mean i don't know ever ever it no people seem to love them they're like cruises are the best i'm like uh yeah i don't know are they like the best like what what's in this category of best things yeah that cruises isn't in mine
0: in my mind it's like being trapped uh in a floating shopping mall
1: oh god
0: with no way to leave oh like that's that's the way i envision a, a a cruise ship is like that there are Four thousand other people. Two, let's say two thousand. Two thousand people on a ship, and you were uh, shopping, and you were fighting to get oh. a seat at a pool. Oh
1: gosh! Um, and you're at the return desk forever.
0: Forever. There is Muzak playing in different places. You are just constantly waiting in lines with no way to ever leave those lines.
1: Oh, like no. like if you
0: go, your cabin's tiny. You have uh-huh. a tiny cabin somewhere buried deep inside. The now, bowels.
1: can you feel the fucker move? Like when you're trying to sleep, is I think that a so. thing? Oh God. Oh, uh-huh. like the idea of falling out of bed. I mean, maybe this is just Hollywood playing into my mind and like my, my imagination. <laughs> but I just imagine rolling. imagine roll rolling out of bed when you're in there. Like, Oh, this is a cruise liner. This like Rough seas. Right. This is the yeah. vacation. This is my vacation.
0: As, okay. So I have that and I'm terrified of like Caribbean cruises and that sort of thing. At the very same time, I would love to do an Atlantic voyage on a cruise ship. But like, I imagine like old school cruise ship where it's maybe like 200 people.
1: Not Titanic, though. That ending was bad for them. Yeah.
0: You know, I never finished it. So it sounds like it might have been bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it ended. I just. Assumed that was the worst life. cruise ever. <laughs> so the first time I saw Titanic, it was in the theater because, you know, we're that age mm. and sat down and there was probably eight or nine of us in a row. Sit down to watch this movie, and just as the lights go down and the movie credits start, my dear friend Robbie turns to us and says loudly, "You know the ship sinks, right?" What? <laughs> and it was so perfectly timed that people behind us gasped. And what? And we're like, you know that this is based on a, a real ship. You know, you gotta be kidding me. They, yeah, they, no. I don't think they, they, I don't think they knew. It was pretty funny. But I would do like a, a cross Atlantic voyage just because. I think I would do it if it was just very much like, oh, you read on certain days and there's like a massage, and then maybe they show movies that and like,
1: sounds better,
0: like I'd be okay because there's no pools
1: mm-hmm. okay, that, not, that sounds better because I feel
0: like pools are just full of baby pee
1: mm-hmm. that's the first thing I think of baby pee, yeah, loud parents,
0: yeah, and sunburn,
1: sunburn, oh God,
0: yeah, see, I don't want I don't want that. I would do like the where it's a little crisp, but you walk the deck in the morning and like a seat like five quiet, quiet, meals, seas, quiet, a little bit seas. of
1: mist over the water, uh-huh. You're like I'm about to dig into that book. I'm so excited. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I'm gonna read for four oh, hours. Man. Yeah, see, I would do that kind of. That, that, that sounds better. Yeah, but uh, no, that Caribbean ones they just they th- just stress me out.
1: Now, is it does it is this, is this just the same story I've seen over time, or did multiple ships like flip or like get caught a sh- like run run aground? Like I feel like that was in the news. Maybe it was the same story I, I just saw. Over there was and the over. one in Italy. Yeah, like yeah,
0: the Costa Concordia, <laughs> the Costa <laughs> Concordia, and that was like. The captain who had his mistress in the cabin with him.
1: He's showing off? And
0: he was like showing off to like friends on shore.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, and then there's
0: a the whole thing of like, he was one of the first ones in the rescue boats. He like pushed by everybody to get out first. He's in jail. He's in jail. Oh, good. Yeah. Because uh, he killed a whole bunch of people by being awful. Yeah. that. I mean, that's. I'm more concerned with the cruise ship of like there being like a horrible disease on a cruise ship. Yeah, That's what oh I my gosh. That. Like you were, you were just there to get like food poisoning mm-hmm. or like no. you, the oh. flu, the norovirus. So you're okay. trapped.
1: The the crazy fantasy we've been talking about with, the, with just a cruise ship, add disease. Yeah. No thanks.
0: Yeah, that oh. you're more likely to end up violently ill on a cruise ship than like sink.
1: Well, I think I'm still where we started. Don't want to do it.
0: No, I think in conclusion... <laughs> We're never going uh, where there's volcanoes. We learned that last episode. We did.
1: <laughs> That's we're, right.
0: We're not going anywhere near cruise ships this episode.
1: Uh, what about cruise ships that pass volcanoes? <laughs> like, oh boy, how do we get here? Well, there's a, a question. Nightmare. Like,
0: okay, that island has a volcano on it. Do I, do I leave the floating cruise ship and go to the volcano? Right. They usually stop stay- and take a break. You uh-huh. can like swim or, with
1: stingrays or some other shit.
0: Yeah. Do, or do I stay in the floating death, death mobile?
1: Oh, God, this, this none of that sounds good.
0: No, it all sounds terrible. I'm going to stay right here. I hope I
1: don't get to that point in my life where it's like, you know, the realization comes over me like we've had this conversation. And I'm yeah. sitting there like, what is going on? Like, sunburned. Yeah. Holding my frozen daiquiri. Uh huh. Like, what the fuck?
0: Like, dehydrated.
1: Yeah. Like, I just want a glass of water, not the tap water from this place.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. Because the tap water on a ship is like recycled hell. And then you're spending $4 per bottle of water. and. So we're not well, cruising. Well, no. Okay. So b- the moral of that story is we're not cruising. All right. Where were we? I <laughs> mean, I might do like a Viking cruise through Europe.
1: Okay, that's like different. Like a river,
0: like a Danube cruise. Okay, I could get into yeah, that. Yeah, because you're just, you're popping through little places. You never lose sight of land. Like if that, you, That's
1: key, never lose sight of land. Yeah, okay. if you go
0: down, you're in a river.
1: Yeah, just hop in, swim to shore.
0: Swim to shore. <laughs> I don't know, they... My daiquiri! Oh,
1: wait. <laughs> no, wait.
0: Viking River Cruises is like different, a cruise yeah. ship run by the, by NPR. <laughs>
1: okay. that'll be better, okay. Yeah,
0: and I feel like they're scotch tastings and like... I don't know. You read a lot of the New Yorker, and it's it'll be amazing. It's oh. like, and it's all retirees, and then like me. That's what I imagine. Viking <laughs> River Cruises being like, I'm, and I'm here for it. I'm a hundred percent here. I'm like, oh, we're gonna play shuffleboard. Oh, I'm down. Not even. Sh- we're gonna play cribbage. There's a cribbage match. All right, let's I'm do this. I'm in. I'm in for some cribbage. Anyway, yeah. So the daiquiri. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woo! All right, the daiquiri. Um, are, were you asking? Okay. Who we think should drink a daiquiri?
0: Yeah. Who? So now that we've we've tried three different daiquiris, mm-hmm. what tried is your? Uh, so you've gotten you've gotten a a gist of what daiquiri is supposed to taste like. I think yeah. The,
1: that first frozen one, we we were joking about who we think should drink them. Like you know, floating in some water on a cruise liner, um, college kids. Yep. Uh, but these we've had the number one, technically number one and number two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could get this at like a craft cocktail bar. Yeah. Could, like, yeah, like you said go go downtown and just be like, I want a daiquiri. Yeah. Well, why do I feel like I'm afraid to do that?
0: Uh huh. Like, you
1: know what I mean? Like as as I just said it, it's like, excuse me, barkeep, I'll have a daiquiri. Yeah. I mean, you know, like a real
0: like daiquiri, a real one, like a real one. Like, but that's I think the fun part <laughs> of it though is because you're like, am I gonna? Because I think daiquiri and old fashioned both suffered from bad PR for um, a long, long time. That these were like shitty drinks. Like the the daiquiri, you think of like frozen shit.
1: Mm-hmm. And the old-fashioned
0: yeah. was, like, sugary, gross, not well done.
1: Again, that first one, the sugar started to take me over. I got to yeah. say, I have to admit, I, we're, we're laughing and joking, but I just kept putting it in. I was like, this is kind of good. You're like, I can't stop drinking My brain drinking just this. got addicted, like, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's the corn syrup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, But I think, like, old-fashioned has been able to break from a lot of that stigma, and daiquiri hasn't yet. So it's going to take people going to their favorite cocktail bars and being like, listen, I just learned about like what a daiquiri really is and it sounds great. Could you make me like a real daiquiri? And I think what you'll find is a lot of craft cocktail bartenders are like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for ordering something that's not the same five things that everybody <laughs> so gets. So it's up to you
1: guys. Yeah. It's up it, to you listeners. It's up
0: to you. And so, like when I was in the bar the other week and I was talking to that bartender and she said, I love a good daiquiri. I love fresh lime juice and simple syrup and, and rum. It's a crisp drink. It's not frozen. It's not weird. It's a really light and refreshing beverage. Mm, but nobody, nobody yeah. ever orders it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you just wrote my intro for me. Thank you so much. Also, I'm not gonna have a daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you, thank, thank, you, thank you, but thank you, thank you, but go ahead and get. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh because i'm not a big rum fan anyway but i think that's what it takes is is going into your craft cocktail bar and saying talk that, and talk to him about yeah, it have that conversation yeah and say what yeah what do you what is something that's chronically under ordered in your bar
1: good question yeah
0: like what's something that you think is really good that people don't know about that's really and that's question. yeah that's kind of yeah. where that came from because i think you're going to find some some really good cocktails that way so who do who do you think should drink a real daiquiri
1: gosh i'm thinking about it now because it, the craft cocktail bar. Well, again, it, I guess, no, it could be anybody because it's underordered. Mm-hmm. We don't, I, I can't say that I've had this before ever. And I don't know people that have ordered it.
0: Yeah. It's not in the conversation.
1: Right. So it could be anybody. What do you think?
0: Um, I, I was going to say the, the confident explorer.
1: The confident explorer. Is the person yeah. who
0: needs to go and order a daiquiri is it's a hot day and you trust your bartender is not serving that frozen shit. They're making a fresh daiquiri, and you know what is in a fresh daiquiri. And you say, you know what? It's a hot day. I want to sit on a roof, and I want to drink a fresh daiquiri. (laughs) Those are two things I want to do today. you can do that. You can do that if your craft cocktail bar has a roof. Um, Mm. (laughs) I think think, think it's the competent explorer is the person who needs to go in and try it. And, you know, order one, and if you don't love it, move on. Yeah,
1: just, you know, if your bar doesn't have a a rooftop bar, just... Get that fire escape and get yeah. your ass up yeah, that's there. Yeah,
0: it's fine. It's fine. Climb the fire escape. You'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, head to the top.
1: You might, you, might, you might go to jail, but that view's going to be pretty.
0: Yeah. Who and says you can't drink at the bar? On the right. roof?
1: You're having that moment. There's it's no worse. signs that say don't Take go to the it. roof. Go for it.
0: <laughs> Climb to the roof. or order, order your drink.
1: Just live dangerously. <laughs> uh, are, are we ready for number three?
0: <laughs> We're ready for number three. <laughs>
1: all right right. round four daiquiri number
0: three round four daiquiri three cheers cheers thank you sir yeah so this one's not nearly as sweet
1: none of the sugar double the rum none of the sugar
0: double double the rum none of the sugar so this is ernest hemingway's daiquiri or the daiquiri number three um and hemingway was actually diabetic oh did I did not know that? Uh, also, I just don't think he, he enjoyed sweets in the first place. But, um, yeah, when he kind of ran away to Cuba for a while, he, he stumbled into the bar, the Florida, and discovered the daiquiri. And this is the variation that they made for him that he made famous. Um, and the daiquiri, actually, the Kennedy, John F. Kennedy was a huge fan of the daiquiri. Oh. And would that was a very, very popular drink in his White House was the daiquiri. Um, so that, I mean, Hemingway died in sixty. Mm-hmm. So, um, it would have been yeah the the forties thirties forties was Hemingway's time and then Kennedy was he was sixty to sixty three in the White House but fifties okay. and sixties all right and so this is grapefruit juice lime juice maraschino liqueur and white rum we'll post the recipe um, mm. not nearly as sweet but still very juicy and very refreshing mm,
1: very juicy very refreshing again back to. <laughs> Outside, when it's hot, yeah, the refreshing beverage.
0: So we thought, who should drink the shitty, <laughs> shitty daiquiri? Is people on cruises, mm-hmm, right? And who should drink the OG daiquiri? Uh, we were talking about people, you know, who are adventurous. Adventurous,
1: yeah. The the explorer.
0: Yeah, or make it at home. It's again really easy. It's three ingredients. It's shaken like a martini. You can serve it in a martini glass. Um, is actually the proper way I think to drink it is as a martini, which is surprising. Hmm. It's not. Listen, if if your daiquiri is being served in a fish bowl and might have like little Swedish fish in it, mm. if it's a weird non-natural color, if it comes with five straws,
1: <laughs> that might be the first daiquiri we had yeah, tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it is the consistency of, I don't know, like a a mud or
1: mm, or a, yeah, slushy.
0: Slushy, yeah. If if your daiquiri could be confused with a Slurpee, that is not a daiquiri. That's right. That is uh, frozen nonsense. You can do better than that, and I believe in you more.
1: You can. We do believe in you So more. now uh, we're easy. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Where do you think we should? someone should drink a, a daiquiri?
1: Oh, so you said um, rooftop bar.
0: Yep. On a hot day.
1: God, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like backyard. Fresh cut grass. Mm. Sun is setting. It's cutting right through the mm-hmm. palm trees or the dogwoods, depending, on, depending where on where you are. are. Yep. And you're just hanging out. Your neighbor's dog's barking. You might have put the book down after about an hour of reading. In and out. Yeah. That's where it is.
0: Yeah. I, I I agree. Like a backyard. Like I want you to imagine it's a hot day and you have like a baby pool and you just put your feet in a mm-hmm. baby pool um, because you're not fancy enough to have a regular pool. That's right. But you got a baby pool. And it's baby fun. pool works. Yeah. It's a hot day. You got a baby pool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, you got a bunch of chores done.
1: Right. You've had and a And you great had a chance day. to relax. Yeah. It's like 4.35 o'clock.
0: Yeah. It's just starting to cool off. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got a hammock. There might be a hammock involved.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you deserve this.
0: Listen, you worked hard. And you deserve something crisp and refreshing. And you know what? It, you don't have to have anything really ahead of time. You got lime juice. It's probably in mm-hmm. your fridge. Mm-hmm. You got uh, simple syrup. You should already have that.
1: Mm-hmm. You should. Go
0: get some. Uh, and you got rum. You're fine. Do a little lime wedge.
1: Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if, you, if you're not satisfied with what you made, try it again. And then try it again. And then try it Tweak
0: again. Tweak it. Add mm-hmm. some juice to it. That's, that's how uh, El, Const- El Constante Grande did his, his uh, daiquiris. Bert. Vert, Mr. Vert.
1: <laughs> Mr. Vert.
0: He is the hardest middle name I've ever seen. Did you try to pronounce that one? Oh
1: my god, here we go. Constante. Ribaligua. Vert. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Nailed
0: it. <laughs> I think that was that was the best. <laughs> that was
1: if there's a constante listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I-
0: I, you know, it's, it sounds like it's a beautiful name. I don't know anything about it.
1: <laughs> it, Yeah, it sounds like a flower. Yeah. Sorry about that.
0: You're beautiful and you're good at making you are, daiquiris.
1: You are gorgeous. Thank you. Oh.
0: Well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for joining us on the daiquiri. I hope Thank you, you so much. I hope you learned um, a little bit. You know, guys, when we set out these, these topics, we don't even know what we're walking ourselves into. And, and then we, we find out as we go along, like, oh, my gosh, I, I learned something I was not expecting to learn at all. Or it turns out I've been making these all wrong my whole life. Or, um, hey, yeah. I've been giving this drink haterade, and it turns out it's actually delicious. Yeah,
1: thanks for coming along with us, everybody.
0: And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. We'll get the next round. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Hey, Tiplers. So when we were recording this episode, we were so excited to get into it. We forgot to tell you who we are. So, this podcast is hosted by Sarah Spooner, that's me, and by Wes Waking. You can follow Wes on Twitter at 30 minutes or Wes. Yes, it's a terrible pun, and he's not here to defend himself. You can follow me at SSS Puna, that's triple S Puna, Spoona on Twitter. You can follow the podcast at JT Tipple pod. Follow us on Instagram at just the Tipple Pod, all one word. Guys, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to read your reviews and hear what you you think of the podcast. Please leave us uh, uh, input on wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. So like and subscribe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.